What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. Hello, Sammy. What's up, Parker? Happy 1415, bro. How are you? It's a great day to be great. Um, it always is a great day to be great. You know what's so great about this great day? What is that? Enlighten me. And it's it's not having to talk to you for another 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> that is not a ding on you. It's actually very cold outside, and I love that. Just walk outside, and you feel like brisk air. I went outside like eight o'clock this morning. It was like, whew, talk about coffee. Screw coffee, man. Just get to get some fresh air every once in a while. Yeah, buddy. Why don't uh, try to do a Chicago winter? You'll walk outside and it'll freeze your nose hairs. That's better than coffee. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm not about that. I am not ever. I don't think I've ever been to Chicago during one of those uh, cold, cold times. And I probably don't plan on going because who would go? Like Chicago's beautiful during the summer, right? It's like just an amazing place. You get good weather. There's a lot going on. But winter, man, like why? Why do you cho- why like tell me you're from Chicago? Why do you choose that? Why do your parents choose to go to Chicago? They didn't choose it anymore. They're in Savannah now, man. Yeah, but I can't, was I can't dad, tell you why they chose your it dad's from the area. Like yeah, uh, why Chicago? Chicago? And they were like, Yep, we're gonna raise our kids in Chicago. Shut up, man. You're from Baltimore. It's just as cold there. It's not just as cold. I can <laughs> definitely tell you that when it snows, we uh, the whole world goes to like shit pretty much in, in Baltimore, whereas in Chicago, it snows like 12 inches. It's like, all right, kids, run to school. <laughs> run, run to school. So is that what we're talking about today, Parker? Are we going to talk about the, the changing of the seasons? No, things like that no, no, no. you got we're something not, else in mind we're, we're not going to talk about the changing of the seasons and the coldness of chicago okay i think what's really interesting as a young adult especially in work you interact with people of all ages uh whether that's people your age younger than you and then of course older than you maybe your parents age maybe even older than your parents age and what's really interesting about that is the concept of leadership And I think what's really interesting about leadership is when you look at the people you work with, you look at leaders in your company. And normally we think of the managers, the partners, the people who are actually the ones in the face. But Sam, I know you'd agree with this. Leaders and leadership is something that spans across all age groups within an organization. You know, they teach us about leadership when we're young in college, and then you get in the real world. And sometimes being a leader and displaying that leadership really sets you apart, but you don't necessarily need to be the face or the top. You know, I've, I've learned a, a fair amount about leadership through athletics that I think I've, I've tried to take some of those lessons and carry them into the business world now that I'm in a bit of a more leadership position. Um, And I think the biggest thing that I see across all ages, all genders, all ethnicities, but what really makes someone a great leader is their empathy and their willingness 
to get dirty with you. I think people want to feel as though they're part of a movement. They're part of something bigger than themselves. They're part of something great that they're building towards. And I think it's difficult for those being led to truly believe in that message or that mantra unless that leader is fully in it themselves with them, living the nitty gritty, understanding what's going on, empathizing with their people, and truly trying to get to know everybody. And I think unless leaders go about trying to empathize with who they're leading, trying to understand what common goal they're pushing after, it will be very, very difficult for people to feel like they're being led by someone that cares about them. So that's really the biggest lesson that I've learned in leadership. What about you, Parker? What do you what do you think makes a good leader? I think a good leader, obviously, I, I totally agree with what you said. And you know, there's a lot of things that make someone a good leader. You don't necessarily need to be like I think there's like this preconceived notion that you need to be like an extrovert or something to be a leader. It doesn't really matter your personality type. You have the ability to be a leader. I think what a big thing about being a leader is, is speaking up, especially when the majority of people might not necessarily agree with you and making your opinion matter in a room. And I think what's really interesting about that is one... If, for example, I were to speak up in a room of people and give a top, you know, talk about a topic that maybe the room doesn't agree with and giving my reasoning and my points as to why I believe that, I think that shows leadership. But then also in the sense that you really know and under, can really understand who the true leaders are in the room because they're the ones who accept and understand why you think that way. Rather than say, "Hey, we're not, we're not gonna think about that," or "Hey, we're just, you know, yeah, that's an okay thought." I disagree with that. I think everyone has an opinion, and if someone has an opinion, you have to consider it, and you have to go through the process of understanding why that person thought that way. And in terms of business. That is the best way to go about solving a problem because if everyone agrees with the quote-unquote leader because maybe they're overpowering or everyone is scared or everyone is kind of just, I don't know, unwilling to speak up, then I think that leader is ineffective because then that le- it's making it all about them. Yeah, yeah. Commun- I mean, communication is key and I think that that what you just mentioned that that phrase of being scared brings me to a story that 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 I just thought about so freshman year somehow i convinced my mother to let me play tackle football crazy don't know how i convinced her i don't honestly know how that's possible knowing like sherry panich and you first of all i think you would in general just playing tackle football is hilarious because i know you're just like oh my god what's gonna happen every hit my head this that my life future everything and then cherry pan is like oh my god like every hit is he okay what's going on i just dude it is it is wild i like never that never once crossed my my mind i love tackle football freshman year I had so much fun, probably because like kids didn't tackle very hard, and I was just faster than everyone, so I never got caught. 
but it was a blast. Until, so anyway, until sophomore year. You know, yeah, it, that's true. You might until have had a quick, quick growth spurt or something. I don't know. So freshman year, life's a blast. I loved my coaches. They were fun. They cared about us. They were invested in our team and making us better young men. It was a blast. We go up to sophomore year, and the head wide receivers coach is this recently graduated from college, like D3 football tool. He's like a tool. He he comes wearing, like got his giant monster energy, wearing his visor sideways, chomping on his gum. And he's like, let's go. Let's get after it, right? So everyone's like, all right, this might be a cool young coach. Little did we know, essentially this guy is coaching sophomore football because he wanted to relive his football glory days. He would participate in drills with us like kickoff he would return the kickoff with no pads and tell us to tackle him and he would just be faster and bigger than us and just run us over and we would do that for practice so anyways long story short this guy doesn't care about his players can't remember all of our names has no idea who we are what we like how to inspire us and it's all about him it's all about himself and he can't understand why we're not winning or why we're messing up and he'll yell at us and do all these things. It was because we were scared and we had no passion to play and win for him. And I compare that to when I quit football and focused on basketball full-time with some people that we've had on the podcast, right? With my former coach, David Hess, with my head coach, Pat Ambrose. I would run through a wall with them. I still would to this day because I love them as people. They love me as a person. They've built me into the person I am today. They cared, they listened, and they wanted me to succeed. And there's such a difference in how you feel, how you play, how you perform when you have a leader you care about that you want to succeed for them than someone that you could care less about. It's it's wild how that works, but that's why good leaders are hard to come by. I would sit and work for someone I enjoy working for any day of the week. If I'm invested in them and they're invested in me and, you know, they care about me and I care about them and we get along, it's not such a transactional relationship, which I think you find often in business relationships, then hell yeah. And Sam, I'm the same way. It's like so unique. It's so interesting that like, why would I do the extra for someone who wouldn't do the extra for me? And sometimes I think about the challenge as a young adult where we're kind of that, you know, we're getting, you and I are at least rising in the ranks somewhat slowly at our company, but, you know, we're still at the bottom of the ladder if you really want to think about it that way. We're in our 20s, right? And sometimes you think like, dang, like, why should the leader look after me? You know, they're, they got to look after a lot of people. They got a whole thing to run and this and that. It's like, yeah, but you're a person and you matter and there needs to be someone who's going to look out for you. There's going to be someone who needs to be there to help rise you up and bring you up so that you can be the best self that you can be. And I think if you're not in a position where you're able to be your best self, I think it takes a little bit of self-awareness and and mental fortitude to reevaluate the environment that you're in. If you want me to be completely honest, it, it it really does. And it, it does take mental fortitude to 
actually, you know, because we get comfortable, right? We get comfortable in our environments. We yeah. get comfortable in our situations. But sometimes we're not in the right room. Sometimes we're not in the right environment. Sometimes we feel like we're there for another person when in reality, we need to come first. Then everyone else comes. So I think as a takeaway for Elevation Nation, Parker, and I think that was well said, good leaders are hard to come by. So whether you're still in school, whether you're starting off your career, whether you're a few years in, find those people that are good leaders and you can recognize them when they make time for you, when they care about your growth beyond just the company itself or your school itself or that class itself. They care about your growth. They put you before themselves and they empathize with you. And most importantly, you feel like you want to run through a wall with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing right there is you feel empowered by that person. That's when you know. Totally. That's exactly it. So those people are hard to come by. And if you haven't found that person yet, that's okay. Keep looking. But when you do find on find one of those people, hold on to them tight and see where they can take you as a mentor, as a leader, as someone to look up to. And hopefully, by learning how to recognize those leaders, we can weed out all of these fake leaders that are in our world. Managers. People who put on a show. Managers, not leaders. People who put on a show, dictate, tell you exactly what to do, couldn't care less about you, are just using you to get to where they want to go. And you should... Avoid those people like the plague because they will not help you get anywhere. And so I hope that, you know, talking about leadership and obviously that goes hand in hand a little bit with mentorship can help some of you guys navigate where you are in your you know careers right now and finding those right people for you that will help you elevate to the next level. So that being said, Parker, what do you got for your perspective today? Hopefully something around leadership, man. I'm excited to hear what it is. Of course, it's about leadership. It has to be about leadership. I think this is a pretty simple quote said by former President Ronald Reagan. The greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He or she is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things. No doubt in my mind that I agree with that. That is what leadership is all about. It's about putting others first, caring about the growth of the ones that you are working with. And if you feel as if in a, you're in a position where you are the mentee, essentially, find a leader that's going to invest in you and be a leader yourself and find someone that you can help build up. Because that's how I truly think you'll elevate in the real world. Beautiful. Well said. Elevation Nation, if you haven't listened to our episode this week with A.G. Lieber, talk about leadership, starting his own company, realizing he needed to pivot, pivot again, making his own major and being a leader in his field. Check it out. We had a great conversation with AG. But with that being said, until next week, Elevation Nation, peace. Hey, it's Parker again. Thanks for listening to Fortitude and 15 this week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it may be. If you want to join the nation and follow Sam and my journey, you can follow us at elevationnation.io.
or you can visit us on the web at www.elevationnation.io. DM us, text us, email us if you want to share your story, you have any ideas for the podcast, or if you think anyone else should join our conversations. Our intro is produced by Jay. Shoot him a follow on Instagram at produced by Jay. Thanks to our mentors, Rich Keller and David Hess for their constant support. Be sure to tune in for the next conversation. See you then.